Okay, this is the interview for Mark Mohan on divorce. Wait, on being a divorcee of a parent. I mean, of one kid. With one kid and wow, two dogs. Wow, this interview is off to a great start. What journalism school did you go to by chance? I actually had one journalism class. And um, that well, was... ESL was the one you skipped out on. But... No, actually, actually, I went to ESL and it was great. And they said I was too advanced. So they had to put me back in the, you know, the common classes with the English folk. Then I was lost there too, so I don't think I belonged anywhere. But anyways, this is about you. That's a spoonful of truth (laughs) soup, isn't it? (laughs) This is about you. Let's get back to you. Um, So, what would you say is the worst of your divorce? I just would say the worst part of the divorce for me... It's just that I'm providing a broken home for my daughter. It's just so hard. Cause she's gonna have two Christmases <laughs> and two birthdays. There's nothing wrong about divorce. The hardest part is is the perception about divorce around the the fact that well a financially financially you're fucked with divorce, but let's take finances aside. And let's just look at the topic of divorce itself. Um, it's the stigma that goes around it. Like when you go to parties, when you go to things, it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's really hard on your daughter, isn't it? And it's like, you know what else is really hard on the daughter? I, growing up in a shit house. Like growing up where you have to see your parents fight every day. Like... I don't know how many married couples are together that are living a lie. How many kids see their parents while their mom drinks themselves into a bottle of wine and cries every night? Like, I don't fucking know. Every kid is miserable. Welcome to the world, child. That's your first lesson. Wow, that's that's really deep. Um, I just would... I mean, this... I feel like a therapist now. Like, do you think something in your childhood... Can I just say that if you were a therapist, (laughs) then I would likely be on the ledge right now. Like, I don't don't think that you should be a therapist. Let's just go ahead and say that. That's harsh because I was actually thinking about going into... Let me do everyone a favor involved. (laughs) Don't. Don't do it. No, I I just don't think I'm... No, 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 no. No, don't. That's harsh. It is really harsh because somebody's going to come to you with a problem and then you're going to be like, have you seen this latest TikTok? And this meme? I know know this. It's the struggle is real. Hey, memes memes are live. TikTok is live. They make me happy. Okay, what makes you happy nowadays? Not having to see TikTok and other bullshit. Okay, what makes me happy nowadays? Um, There's not a lot in this world. There's not a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. It's... But it's you have to easy. find stuff, right? Is you it? You have to find something. Or are we just trying to survive? Like, I don't know. It's been kind of a rut lately. I think there is some happiness to be said that, yes, we're alive. But then there's also that... I just get happy seeing Kaylee enjoy her childhood. 
Like, that makes me happy. Um, I do see that. Like, it does bring a lot of happiness to you. When she's at the park having fun. and uh, Yeah, and it's also in a safe environment. Like, parks and especially Houston and, and things going on. Like, it's just so much bullshit where it's like you're worried constantly somebody's shooting you in your fucking face by just walking out your door. But the idea of, like... This past weekend when we traveled with friends, rented a house and just kind of were desolate in the middle of nowhere, it was kind of safe because you knew that she was being taken care of. Like there's not any outside, there's not a lot of outside forces. Like we had a little bit more of controlled, safe environment, a safe place, right? A safe space type thing. I don't know. It was just fun. It was fun watching the kids get to know each other and then realizing that kids don't see the shit. Kids don't care about religion and money and That's true. race and, you know, all that. Whether you're titled, whether you're divorced, not divorced. People, kids don't give a shit. They just want to have fun and they see everybody in their instant best friends and the world is their playground. That makes me happy. Um, being able to provide that type of experience makes me happy. And how do you, like, I would say, like, when adults bring up that conversation, how do you handle that? Like, oh, how, oh, it must be really hard for your kid during this divorce or as a divorcee. Like, how do you handle that as a parent? Still navigating that. That... That's still hard to answer. It's because you know people generally come from a point of concern. Like, it's generally a point... It's Most of the time when people ask that, it's out of care. But their care can come across as... Bitchy. It can come across as petty. Right? And I think there's also that initial chip on the shoulder of like... Yes, the elephant in the room. Like, I don't know. It's like asking a one-legged a, a one man, like, oh, you know, like, d- are you sad you're not in the marathon this year? It's like, I, I don't know. I'm, I have a fucking, I'm trying to do my best here. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, I've, I've got a prosthetic and I'm still running the race. Like, it's, you know what I mean? It, 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 I don't know. I don't know how to answer those questions. I, it, it, it just irritates me sometimes when, I guess when people think you're not doing your fair, like doing your job as a parent when they don't know what you're actually doing. Yeah. I mean, I do see that when... It's one thing if it's, if it's somebody on the inside, like, you know, someone like you that's saying something that's there every day that sees something that does that with an, like a, with the... the, the behind closed doors effect, right. right? But it's hard when people are not privy to that and yet they still feel like they know you or know what about you just because of something that you show them in five minutes if that makes sense it's like they see a trailer and they think they know the whole fucking movie and they don't right I do get that I mean whenever they ask me do you get along with the the mom and I'm like uh but why does that matter see I, I don't get that whole idea of do you get along with your do you get along with your ex? Do you get along with this? It's like once you divorce, it's a business transaction. There are it is just 
you're you're hell the same question could be asked about anybody who's not divorced right do, do you get along are you guys happy are you are you guys get along with each other it's like most marriages and most people that you see can't fucking stand each other they're just living through yeah. the motions but nobody's really asked that same question back that's it, true but I think you have to look at it from that when you get divorced it's a business transaction right it's drop off pickups who's doing what what are their needs where's the money what is this like blah 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 health and safety you're still doing the core things that every parent does you're just cutting out this whole you know fairy tale bullshit that you're gonna show the kids and I mean that's a harsh way of doing it but it's like you're also saying too that someone like you know when you do you've been in Kaylee's life for three years now right yeah. like Kaylee has known only this life and 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 has known you as a big portion of the life calls you mama as opposed to mommy like she thinks she has two moms she looks views that like I don't think she's missing out on anything she still has someone and even if she didn't she still has someone watching out for her right like, I don't understand the idea that marriage is the only way the kid gets it because I can guarantee you, let's just say, let's even go for the Christian way, right? The Christians in church on Sunday, how many of them do you think on average are in married, are in married household families, but the spouse is cheating on the other one? A lot. No, no, what's, what percentage do you think? I would say, like, if you have anything under Huh? 90%. Um, that may be a little high. That may be a little high. I was going to say, like, 50%. And then I'd say the other 50% are, are somewhere in between. I think the actual people that are, like, in love and happy and, like, living this is probably about 20 to 25%. Okay, One out of four couples. That's right? fair. Yeah. And then the other the other one's either this or there's going to be other stuff where it's just like we live a separate life, but we're doing this all. We're, we're maintaining, right? Um, I, I think, yeah. I think that's very harsh. I don't know, like, how some marriages are, you know, like, oh, we're just here for the kids. Because I was told that my whole life. Like, oh, I'm just here for you guys. I'm just here for this. Like, I'm, you know... Yeah. I just do it for you guys because I don't want to. I don't want you to go on with life without a dad. And I thought that was very like kind of mind fucking. Like I was like, what? What do you mean? Let's just, you know, I don't care about that. I just want you to be happy. But it was it was kind of hard. I would say hearing that. So would you say it's better like being in a marriage where? The no. two parents don't get along or just no, go ahead and divorce? I will divorce. tell you this right now. My daughter, when I was married, my daughter only knew that I had my side of the house with a bathroom and daddy lived on one side of the house and mommy lived on the other and mommy would get mad and she cursed. It wasn't until she was three where, you know, every day you'd come home and you're not know which way your spouse is in, what mood they're in. And you kind of you, you kind of take the long way home. And you drive the extra 20 minutes just because you're not wanting to face the fucking shit show after a long day at work. And you pull into the driveway and you're just kind of like, all right. It's like playing Russian roulette. You just fucking have this like, you, you know your night is is in the chamber of the gun. And all you're doing is spinning that chamber and you're seeing if this is the day that the bullet is in your head. Oh, yeah. And so like you walk through the door 
And it was just like, if you pulled the trigger and you was like, oh, okay. Get to live another day. Right. Right. But it's, you have to do the same shit again and same shit again. And then guess what? That day of the week, you get shot in the head and it just, just crumbles you. Whether, because then it, it, A, it just crumbles you, but then you just, it's all out in front of the kid and the kid is crying. And then the kid is like, why didn't mommy not like you? What are you doing? You know, it's just like, that's not the way, like. I don't want my, I don't want, you don't want your child to think that that is what marriage should be. Like, think about it. How fucked up it was, and and I know you're supposed to be the journalist on this, but that's probably why you only took one journalist class. But let me ask you a question (laughs) in the fact that, like, when your mom says that I only stayed together for you, did it put together the right idea behind what a marriage is supposed to be? No, I mean, that didn't help me in a way in my whatever marriage because I felt like oh I needed to get through the abuse I needed to get through this because that's what a woman does that's what a wife does they stand through the pain they do anything to save the marriage and whatever and be there for the husband and this and that but it's like what about me what about what I want what about you know that was never the like that was never the solution so I think um it was a lot of things that I it was kind of like confused about because growing up I saw the sacrifice that my mom did or you know it was in my mind oh I have to do this for you know another person that I didn't have to do it for myself it was always like oh I need to sacrifice myself for the marriage for this for the culture, like, you can't do that, you know, especially in the Mexican culture, it's like, oh, you have to serve the husband, you have to do this, and, you know, you're expected to do everything fresh as tortillas. a wife. Yeah, fresh tortillas. Fresh handmade tortillas. And all, you know, you have to make food Not all the mission. time. And, and uh, listen to the husband. So I thought, you know, I, I thought I was doing right, but... You know, I think yeah, I Yeah, but when you when you finally decided to get divorced, do you feel like your family, the women of your family were accepting? Or do you feel like they looked at you being like in a way of like almost like fuck you, you got out? Or I, yeah. what was the what were you, what do you think is and maybe let's not say it is like family because I don't want to but what do you think about women in the culture? Let's say it that way. What do you think women in the culture thought of you when you were going through the divorce oh my gosh going through the divorce this is the worst i just wanted to hide in my room and like not go out not go to family events because i knew that it was gonna be questioned a lot like what happened what did you do or you know um didn't you get it and correct me if i'm wrong but didn't you get a response of like he only hit you a couple of times it's not a big deal or kind of thing like or like it happens out of passion type shit didn't you get something like that if i remember correctly or no no i think it was more like um was he drunk or you know or what did you do or he's just a boy he'll grow out of it like or that's how men are that's how men are yes that's what it was it's like that's how men are they're you know they're um what is the word i'm looking for the machistas and you know that's the Mexican culture it's like accepted and at that point I was like 
I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to know, like, okay, that's what you think. And you're judging me right now. Maybe I'm not, you know. I wasn't strong enough to go through this marriage, pretty much. Like, it was like, oh, my gosh. You should have done everything in your power. You needed to change him. You needed to take him to church. And uh, yeah. and it's like, no. I Don't you I, love, hold on, but don't you love how people immediately, and, I, and I'm Christian, and I tell you this all the time, and I... And I and and I, I say this because I'm a I'm a very religious person. I'm very like I believe in spiritual like being spiritual. I guess you could say I'm just not into the whole organized. I fit into this bucket, or I, you know, I'm you know Baptist or, or Catholic or this or that. Like to me, God is God, and you, you kind of know my situation growing up where my my dad was a different religion than my mom, but I. I I go and I always question, I love how whenever something goes wrong in a marriage, they're always like, it's, you know, you, you should go to church. And it's like, well, no, I feel like you should go to church before, you know, it's like when my mom used to say, like, why do you always pray when only things go bad? Right. Like, it's not like the marriage was built, like, they, they do preach that in church, like, oh, God should be in the marriage. But you shouldn't wait for it to get bad to ask God into your marriage. Like, no. the whole idea was is that you should be building your marriage up. Through God. Right. Through spirituality. Like, yes. And I think that the way is, is that even if it's not in an organized fashion, it's the decency of like, thou shall not do this, thou shall not do that. And like, treat your spouse with respect and like, you know, love one another and not become this hateful, vile person. Right. Or, you know. Or even at least try as yeah. a, well, you know, like what, what happens when one, you know, one person spouse like tries really hard and the other one just kind of like gives up like that's when you know it's like how many more times can i try how many more times can i give this other person a chance where you know you just get exhausted so yeah no i get that i i don't know and i think when you throw the kid dynamic in there right your first priority when you have a kid it kind of sounds like that Family Guy episode where, you know, uh, Brian has, you know, found out he has an adoptive son. And, like, it's like, what? you know, Quagmire said something to the effect of, like, you know, oh, like, what if something happened? He's like, oh, you, you just don't know. You, you just don't know. You, you're not a father. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You don't you, you just don't understand. You just don't understand. I don't want to sound like that guy. But the idea is, is, like, when you have a kid, essentially your life is over. Right. And, it, and it's not saying that in a bad way. It's like your life as an individual person died. Like Mark Mohan as the individual, all I care about is me, is dead. Now you have your life as in dedication to something else. Because you know you all of our days on earth are numbered. Right? Like I'm not, my, my lineage, my history is passed on through generations. Right? Like so now I have this little girl that I need to then help provide a roadmap the, to help navigate life that's a little bit better than I had. She's gonna have fucking pitfalls. Yes, again, yes, she has things against the way because she has people telling her, oh, your, your dad is, is it hard without having both your parents in the house? And it's like, you know, before though, like it's like I grew up with two parents, but we also had like shit go on behind closed doors that behind like that we were like, oh my god, I wish they would divorce. Like this is miserable. Yeah. But like I, all I'm trying to do is give Kaylee some some tools that I've gained along the way to help navigate through this life. 
And so for me, all I care about is keeping her happy, healthy, fed, and I want her to understand that she should not rely on, you know, that kind of idea that, oh, it's just boys being boys. Like, it's my job to show her, like, no. Yeah. It is an equal partnership. And yes, you can be a dick. In all honesty, divorce happens in two ways. You are not 100% the victim of the relationship. No. By any means. You somewhat have to take responsibility of I allowed this to happen and I've done certain things that helped enable that person to do it same way with me it's not saying that oh she was a this or she was that or she was this it's like no we we just we weren't the same fucking people right and when you're trying to squeeze and force something to happening you brought out the worst in each other the worst Right. And like her worst was, in my opinion, worse than my worst. But it's like, that's my fucking opinion. I, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I was free of, of sin or whatever. Oh, I'm the no. victim of the relationship. You know, oh, people will say, oh, like, you know, oh, we knew she was like that. Or, oh, man, yeah, you had it really rough. It's like, I'm not trying to win. You don't win in a divorce. Everybody loses in a divorce. No. But the idea is, is that you win your sandy back you win some part of your happiness of ownership of your happiness back right i think for i know i'm jumping all over the place but it kind of just goes into the idea that i want my life as a father i guess you could say it's i want my life as a father to be better so that way kaylee is inept with the different tools to help her navigate life i don't want her to carry the burden of her parents fucking bad marriage with it right um i mean yes that's the most important goal as a father to you know help her navigate through life and for her to have all the right tools especially i think keep her off only fans that's all that matters (laughs) and the poll no i think it's also like for me like no let's be real her my only job is to keep her off only fans like if I'm doing this and if I'm not showing her love or if she has this weird kind of construed idea of like what a marriage is, like I don't want her to have to resort to that kind of stuff to be like, oh, well, he gives me attention. I don't want that bullshit. So I say that. This is, I just want to clarify that's the number one goal. Anything else of icing on the cake? <laughs> I'm just. But I digress. I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, you're right. I think a divorce comes from two parts. It's not just one person. And I will say for whatever, my first marriage, I did kind of drift away because it was like getting too, it was nothing common anymore. It was like I had my own life. He had his own life. And then that's when I was just kind of like, okay, there's nothing. I I hadn't had sex with her since Kaylee, my daughter was, create right like that was it it was a transactional thing it was like it and that was you know we didn't divorce until she was three yeah so for three years i'm i'm sworn to celibacy with this person no like and so what happened is is when you end up living on other sides of the house you do have this like unspoken permission from somebody else like i don't give a fuck what you do like i didn't care what she did i didn't and she didn't care it wasn't until the idea of what needed to be presented to people as oh my god he stepped out on the marriage it's like well hold on for a year you you told me to do that and just told me don't bring shit home 
I just need you here as a father to Kaylee. Like, I can't do this on my own, but well, do whatever the fuck you want. And it's like, how do you, how does that make someone feel when you're not desired or loved? But your absence of love isn't there. Like, it's not giving me the best tools to be a, a good dad. And so what would happen is when I would go out or when I would do things and I would do things and, and people would know because it's like I would, everybody knew I was miserable. And so if I would went to a wedding or if I went to this here or there and I ended up flirting with somebody and then it was like, you know, behind back, it was like, oh my God, I can't believe he's doing that and blah, blah, blah. It's like, but nobody knew really what was going on behind the doors of like, no, because of again, social media and other things where it was like, hey, let's present this idea of a perfect marriage. Let's put all of us on a fucking camera and write posts. I'm so lucky this man is my husband. I just can't ask for a better father. All the fucking filters that are on social media until you get to the real where I was like, this is all bullshit. Like we're all, everybody's just doing the best they can to survive right yeah so i don't know i I digress it's just that's a lot to take in i think yeah to answer i guess to kind of bring this home to answer your question (laughs) of what happens when everybody asks you try to articulate everything we just talked about talked about into a two sentence fucking thing so you end up just being like yeah it's fine it works she's good and then you hear the follow-up of that's just that's just i can't imagine it's just so hard for a little girl to have to deal with it's like huh i think i think there are plenty of other kids in this world that have to deal with a lot of other things right you know what i mean like i i feel like especially in this day and age the shit that's on TV that we have kids we have kids in fucking cages at our borders and we're not talking about that we have because to them they're lower than human beings they don't need you know their parents their parents should have known better before they crossed and left their abusive country to come and wait in America if they were good parents they would have stayed home where they were that is a good point because it's like they don't see the bigger picture yeah and and look look at the Afghanistani kids right that have to deal with all this shit that's like have lost family members have lost people that blow up bombs that have airstrikes that are going over them constantly that women can't that little girls little girls aren't going to be able to go to school anymore like People all over the world, and it's not even just saying in Afghanistan, and all over the fucking world are going through much bigger shit than, oh my God, I only get, I only get to see, uh, what do you call it? I have to keep two school uniforms at my parents' house, and I have to go do different day. Like, nobody gives a, like, I'm, well, we're so fucking spoiled with this whole shit. Like, my daughter doesn't miss out on anything. She's actually, in, in more so than some, is the product of a divorce. Like, I'm reading books to try to help limit the idea of a child of divorce because it's the manipulation phase of like at my mommy's house I don't get to do my you know I gotta learn how to navigate the the spoiled brat syndrome like this weekend I I was trying to talk to, to Kaylee about tone yeah right because like again when you have two different households it's like yes that's the biggest issue is that you know the rules aren't the same in in the different things but these are all just minute problems in the grand scheme of things. Right. She has food. She has shelter. She has people that love her. She's got, you know, multiple sets of grandparents now, including your parents, who she calls Abuelita and Abuelito, who, you know, she's loved. 
that's all you want for a child is to have love in their life. Yes. And I think the end result is you just try to have a better life for your kid. And Yeah, but I guess time will tell what is better, right? Right, but you made a I'm making a I'm making the best decision I have now. Right. To give every opportunity for that to happen. Right. You know, um I don't know. That that's just that's that's what I was trying to articulate. But until then, you just go on with, oh, everything's fine, and yeah, we get along great with them, the ex. It's like why that matters to anybody. <laughs> I but. did not say we get along great or me, anyways. I said no, we don't, and that was it. I just ended it at that. You should have said. Wanna... You should have said it depends on which ex there is. <sighs> when you no. deal with somebody with bipolar, I don't know. That's a story for another day. Yeah, I think that... that Hold on, weren't you a journalist? Aren't you supposed to ask me more fucking questions? I'm trying to, but you're, like, taking over and and asking me questions. Don't you read all those books where it's like, Find Your Voice by Brene Brown. I love Brene Brown. Don't you ever make fun of my books. I'm not making fun of them. I'm just saying she'd have follow-up questions is all I'm saying. Oh, you're saying I'm a bad journalist? Wow. That's, that's harsh. I didn't say bad. Why are you putting words in my mouth? <laughs> you just said after that one class of journalism, it's just, you, should, you know. <laughs> it was actually, yeah. You would think, you would think follow-up questions were... I have follow-up questions. Uh, Don't my, look at that. We're running out of time. What? We'll just have to continue because this conversation got a little deep and I'm just Thank trying you. to process it, which was really good, yeah. but I will have follow-up questions. So thank you for your time, Mr. Mark. Thank you for joining a discussion with a single father and a divorcee. Oh yeah, single father. Ladies, if you're interested, uh, you can find him. It's hard out here trying to raise, you know. You can find him out here in the streets because I just kicked him out. So thank you. Thank you. Good night.